Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carriker, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line and our friend, former teammate, and heck, he's always a teammate, and now he's the analyst for Indianapolis Colts games on the radio and one of our favorite draft experts as well. The one and only Rick Venturi is with us on 101 ESPN. Coach, how are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm really good, Randy. It's great to be on with my two all-time favorites. <laughs> Uh, you know, you know how big a week this is for me. This is 39 drafts, if you can believe that. Back to the original, uh, original national combine draft of '82. It's kind of a funny story this week. My daughter Marin, who you guys know, t- turned 50 on Monday, and when I called her, she said, "Dad." I've never gotten your full attention because I made the mistake of getting of being born during draft week. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a great story, Coach. And it's so great to talk to you. But 39 drafts. So you've done this, obviously, for a long time. You, you dive into this. You evaluate these players better than anybody. And it seems like a quarterback that is really considered a generational talent, a sure thing, comes along once every few years, a Peyton Manning or an Andrew Luck type. Do you think that Trevor Lawrence is worthy of that designation? He sure is tool-wise and talent-wise, and you know it, it looks like all you know all the four metrics that I look for uh, make him generational. Um, but you know it's it's very difficult. That position, Michelle, is the most missed position uh, in the last 34 first-round quarterbacks. Only eight have had impact. I, I don't think there's any question on the tape the type of kid he is, everything, the size, all that stuff, definitely generational. You know, maybe even a little bit better loose play uh, quarterback than Andrew was. But, you know, the, the toughest thing is with guys like that, when you go to places like Jacksonville, you're, you're not going to be surrounded by Ferraris, and it's how you adapt to that, what's your mental framework. This kid, I don't think he's lost a regular season game in high school or college. So <laughs> he's going to lose, like somebody said, he's going to lose more games in the first month than he has in six years. So, you know, psychologically it's going to be the issue for him to get through that early adversity coach as people get ready for the draft and all the quarterbacks I want to get your four metrics when you judge a quarterback coming out of college what are those four things you're talking about well you know I think number one and this is probably true of any position I think it's a little bit tougher with quarterbacks because you you know like Kirk Warner for instance I mean they missed on him they missed on Brady I mean and the only way that you ever really knew these guys was when you really saw them play you saw them in competition you know it's one thing I mean Blaine Gabbard I was there I remember I mean he completed 46 out of 47 throws 
in his workout, and I remember telling you, why wasn't it 47? Because it really doesn't correlate. You know, obviously the first thing that you're going to look at is you're going to look at game tape and production because I, I do believe in all positions that if, if you're a producer at this level, that's what you're going to be in the pros just unless you don't, you don't match up to number two which is metrics, okay? So, you know, I think metrics are really important. That's our form of analytics. That goes back to 82. I can compare a combine workout in 82 with a guy to there, put the metrics up there, and know exactly what it takes in those situations. At a quarterback position, you know, when I talked about Wentz when we got him, it's about accuracy, velocity, uh, you know, touch, uh, can you throw off platform? I mean, anybody can throw on platform, and that's what a workout is. Can you throw off platform? Then can you extend plays? And inevitably, nowadays, can you make first downs with your legs? So those things are really important. And then football intelligence is critical, and, and that's beyond the wonderlick. The wonderlick is a baseline intelligent thing, much like the ACT and SAT. But you have to dive into a guy to really know, can he connect the dots under fire? And then the final thing is that, that, that intangible, that Belichick used to call it the six, is he a 16 Sunday guy? Does he have the character? Is he going to stay clean? Is he going to grow? Does he love the game? You know, and, and all those things are so important. And then when you add the quarterback, I think he's got to be a guy that can own the room. He might have, he may do it. In different ways, you know, there's different personalities. Montana was different than Marino. But in the end, that guy also has to have great leadership qualities. I mean, we got tons of mileage over a, with an over-the-hill Philip Rivers, and I was ambivalent about that a year ago. But I guarantee you, he did it on great, great leadership skills. Hey, Coach, I wonder, when you talk about the production aspect of things, number one there, I wonder if teams get emboldened. As you know, it's a copycat league. You see a guy like Josh Allen, who was a a 56% passer in college against lesser competition playing for Wyoming. I wonder if teams are more inclined to overlook college production because a guy like that has turned into a good NFL quarterback. Well, I think that's a really good question, Mark, and, and, and you know, that's, that's, that's on the table right now. I was skeptical about that because I've always thought that accuracy is the most important thing at the end of the day on Sunday, and I have seen very few guys like Jake Locker and some of these guys that were number one picks that ever really drastically improved that. Now, to the Buffalo Bills' credit, Okay, that guy improved 10 percentage points in one year. And I, I thought that maybe not be possible. Now, what Allen brings to the table, and this, is, I think, is the new wave. The new wave is mobility. You've got to have mobility to win. Mobility erases problems up front. And then number two, what it gives, because the game has evolved and changed, number two when you particularly get in situations like red zone and short yardage, if you can run the zone reads, if you can run part of the Saturday game on Sunday, it's almost like adding a 12th guy. And that's why you see four out of the top five. And, and to me, Matt Jones is fifth because of, because his lack of this. And, and I know some people think he's the best, but it's just, you know, it's what color Chevy do you like? But in the end of the day, 
that mobility now means so much more than it did, you know, when I was coaching in the league. Coach, if we're looking at production, there's a lot of wide receivers in this year's crop of draftees that certainly had production at the college level. There's so much talent there. Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, just to name a few. Which wide receiver are you the most confident in? No, that's a really good question, and I think this is an ever-changing concept. One of the concepts that I talk about that's changing, that is 221, is the old wives' tale about receivers being a big risk. I think that's 215 and thinking that's 210. Uh, with the evolution, all you got to do is go to a high school game or any college-level game, and what it is, it's receiver-oriented. So you're getting guys out now that contribute fast, that come in and can play, and, and are game-changers. And a guy told me one time, if you're picking high in the first round, take somebody that puts it in the end zone – or somebody knocks the quarterback down. Now, specifically on the question, um, my favorite player in the draft is Waddle, okay, from Alabama, Jalen Waddle. He will not go first. Chase will go number one. He's the consensus pick. He totally blew out uh, Michelle, his workout, uh, you know, ran into four threes, uh, you know, long jump, uh, high jumped off the charts. I mean, everything, and, and his production is there. He's a great receiver outside, inside. Uh, I've never felt, though, that I saw as much separation as the workout shows in the games. But he's a great 50-50 guy. You throw it anywhere close, he's going to get it. you got Waddle. you got Smith. Smith is great getting on top. There's nobody gets on top of the defense uh, better than Smitty. Uh, you know, and so I, I think in that regard, you've got three blue-chip guys. Again, the, my favorite player in the draft is Waddle, but I think he'll probably go third of that three. Now, you have a tier that's just below that that is just outstanding. I, I think you have a minimum seven first-round draft choice at wideout. I mean, this, this is how I feel. That doesn't mean that they'll be drafted because a lot of people will say, let's don't take the wideout on the first round. There's only one rusher, only one left tackle. Let's wait till the second and third round, and we'll get a good player. Uh, but the, the, guys that, uh, the guys that really uh, I like in that situation really are, are number one is the second guy, the second guy from uh, LSU, and that's Marshall. Now, there's a little shadow on him just lately about an injury, and, and of course those things always pop up. But Marshall is also a guy that runs at that 4-4-8. My second favorite guy in the draft after Waddle is Kadarius Tony from mm-hmm. Florida. He's a three and a four three nine guy. I mean, you can't you can't cover him. I mean, now he plays a lot of slot, but he's outstanding. I love Elijah Moore uh, out of uh, Ole Miss, and then I think Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. I think those four guys are just below the line on the big three, and will probably go on the first round. You know, then I have I even have a bunch of what I'd call Chesterfield All-Stars. I forget what I used to call them in St. Louis. But guys that I really like, like Exridge from Western Michigan, Terry from Florida State. I love the Stevenson kid out of Houston. I think he's Tariq Hill. And then I love Darden out of North Texas State. But, I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, again, to answer the original question, Chase, I believe, is the consensus number one. 
you know, topped off by that great workout. If it was me, it would be Waddle. Hey, Coach, one more thing. And by the way, we as Mizzou fans know that Tony is uncoverable. So (laughs) that that was proven to us. (laughs) But uh, if you're sitting there, if you're the Jets, and it's not just Zach Wilson and the other quarterbacks, and granted, they traded Darnold already. But after Lawrence, you said you have Mac Jones at number five. Is Zach Wilson your number two, or do you have somebody else there? How, how, what's your order of the QBs? <laughs> My order is going to probably shake it up there. Uh, you know, I, you got to go with Lawrence one. Uh, and, and this, my second pick is controversial. I go with Justin Fields, too. Okay. I like Justin Fields, number two. I like Trey Lance, number three. I'm a, you know, and, I, and people will say, what? You know, and I, Lance is a physical freak out of North Dakota State. And in deference to Mike Kern and those great guys in the Valley there in St. Louis, I'm, I'm giving Lance the edge at three. Then I'm going Wilson. And then I'm going uh, Mac Jones. And then not far behind, I think the, the sleeper in the draft, that's going to be a low one. Somebody's going to get a gem. Might be somebody like Tampa who has a luxury pick and an older quarterback is Davis Mills out of Stanford. I really, really like him. I think he's a sleeper, humble opinion. I I don't know that he's that much different than Mac Jones. Mac, I really like Mac Jones, and Mac Jones might be Tom Brady too, but, man, he has played with nothing but Ferraris. Yeah, he's no doubt about it. Coach, it is so good to hear your voice, and uh, I know that I'm going to be tuned in and listening on Indianapolis Radio because I love what you do and the way you cover the draft. Looking forward to it, and enjoy yourself. All right, guys. I will. Great being on with you, and uh, like I said, I'm, I'm just loving this week. <laughs> we'll do it again soon. Thank you, sir. All right. That is our great friend, the coach, Rick Venturi on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.